Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. So, hi everybody. Uh, welcome to everyone in the room and welcome to the people online. Um, so, yeah, this is one of ODI's Friday lunchtime lectures. Uh, the topic for today is something that I, in particular, have become a little bit mildly obsessed with, which is linked data. So, at ODI, we kind of recognise that a lot of the value and innovation that comes from using data comes from the kind of almost infinite ways it feels like sometimes of combining data um, and gaining insight from that. But um, as someone who, uh, so I'm a researcher here and I, I have had some painful experiences with that in the past. I think the worst one was trying to combine data sets that had different output areas um, from different years, if anyone's ever worked with ONS output area codes. Um, so yeah, um, any sort of ways of thinking about how to solve that problem and systems for resolving that problem are obviously incredibly valuable. So um, to speak about that today, we've got Benjamin here, Benjamin Rowe. He's a PhD student at LSTUN Digital Sciences Lab, which is based in Nantes, but also is working with Open Datasoft. Um, so uh, Benjamin's field of research is the semantic web, um, and he's putting that background um, into an actual product that is designed to help non-specialists, so those of us who don't have that um, deep technical understanding of how to map out and connect data sets in this way. Um, that's what these guys are trying to solve. Um, so also um, with Benjamin, we have Pietro and Fanny over here. So um, they are based in Open Data Source London office. So um, any kind of anyone who'd like to have conversations, please feel free to ask them afterwards as well. So okay, without further ado, I'll hand over to you, Benjamin. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction and uh, thank you all to be here at this session. So the purpose of this presentation is to explain uh, what is linked data and uh, how and why Open Data Soft in, is uh, interested in linked data. Okay. So first, what is linked data? So to understand what is linked data, we need to understand structured data first. So there are a lot of structured data on the web, like, for example, uh, Excel spreadsheets or uh, relational databases, okay, are structural data. Here we have an example of structured data organized in columns, okay, and some structured data use also data types. So, for example, you can know if a column will contain integer or will contain strings, dates, etc., and this organization in Cologne have a good advantage. It is that it's machine readable. Okay. So there is one disadvantage with this kind of data. It is that uh, without having metadata, it can be a little tough to understand the meaning of the data. So for example, here, uh, we have a problem understanding the relation between columns. So here we have the number of review column, but we don't know if it's a review of the host or of the room. Okay. So let's semantize this data set. So when I say semantize, it means that I will transform it 
as linked data. Okay. So we see that in linked data, data is not organized as column, okay, but it's organized as triples. So a triple is a subject, a predicate, and an object. Okay. It's like a phrase, and it represents a fact, a real fact in the life, in the real life. So here we have two facts. We have room one, price per night is 90. Okay? And room one is located in another resource that is London. So this is still structured data. So it's still a machine readable. And we can represent it as a graph, like on the bottom of the slide. Okay, so... Linked data also use uh, data type, but they use vocabularies. So vocabularies describes uh, real concepts in the real life. Okay? And we use vocabularies to describe their own data in uh, the linked data. So for example, here we know that uh, room one is a home, okay? And we know that London is a city. And in the vocabularies, okay, in blue, we know that a home is always, is always located in uh, the concept of place. And the place can be a city, a country, uh, a region, department, etc. Okay. So thanks to vocabularies, now linked data is machine-readable, human-readable, but also machine and human understandable. Okay. And if we look at other data sets in the linked data, like DBpedia, for example. So DBpedia is uh, the Wikipedia version, in the, enfin, the linked data version of uh, Wikipedia. Okay. And if we look at other linked data sets, we see that there are links that are created between our data set and DBpedia. And that's because when two linked data sets use the same vocabulary or describe the same resource, we have links that are created between the data sets. Okay. So it's easier to combine and to query. So that's why we talk about linked data. So if we look at all linked data data sets that are available online. We get the linked open data cloud here. So each node is a data set, okay? And each color represents a different topic. Okay? And we have links between data sets. So it's a large amount of data available. Uh, for example, here's a little node in the, in the center represents DBpedia. So it contains all information of Wikipedia in triples, in facts. So the advantages of linked data, to summarize, uh, first, interoperability, because when we use the same vocabularies to describe data, when we describe the same resources, we create links between data sets. So it's interoperable, okay? The second one is discoverability, because now in linked data, 
data is uh, human and uh, machine understandable, and uh, search engines are machine, so it makes them easier to, to find. And reusability, because the data is uh, human understandable without metadata. So just by looking at the data itself, you can understand the meaning of the data. So it's easier to reuse and it's easier to maintain. So there are a lot of advantages by using linked data, but why? So why um, linked open data cloud is not bigger? Because it should be bigger if everyone used linked data. So I think there are two reasons why it's not bigger. First one is that uh, you, you need to know your data perfectly to, to semantize it because you, you need to understand the meaning of the data. So it limits the number of people who can semantize your own data sets. Okay. Second reason is that uh, for the moment, uh, tools to semantize data, structured data, are mainly uh, created by experts and for experts. So, Sometimes when you get started with linked data, it can be a little difficult to understand how these kind of tools are working. Okay. And it's the same problem for uh, vocabularies. When you want to, uh, to find vocabularies to describe your data, find the perfect vocabularies, it can be a little bit difficult to understand which vocabulary to choose, etc. <coughs> So what we want to what we want to, to do in Open Data Soft is trying to make linked data a little bit more accessible. Okay. So we think that uh, every data producer that have interesting data should be able to to semantize its data set without knowing everything about linked data, everything about vocabularies. Second thing is that we think that easiest part of a data set should be semantized quickly. So when I say easiest parts, it means that uh, some part of your data set may be already semantized in the linked open data cloud. For example, if you have countries in your data set, it should be easy to semantize this information because there are already other data sets that describe um, country. And finally, we think that to improve uh, linked open data cloud quality, we think that data producers should only focus on how to describe their data and not on uh, how to use a certain, uh, certain tool or, uh, or even coding skills. So to tackle this problem, we propose uh, a tool a linked data chatbot. So the linked data chatbot uh, analyze, is able to analyze uh, a structured data. So it will look at column, column name. It will look at data type of each column. Okay? And it will look at the content of each column. And uh, it will try to, to find relevant vocabulary 
to use on each column to describe semantically, to link the data automatically. And it will suggest to the user vocabulary to describe the data, okay? but with a really simple question to hide the complexity of linked data. So it can be a yes or no question, or just uh, you can ask to the user to select a specific column of its data set. So this tool is uh, available online. So it's a beta version. And uh, source code is available on GitHub under the MIT license, so it can be uh, modified. So I show you that, I show you so the advantages of linked data. And I hope I convinced you that it's important when you want to publish data on the web. Okay? And I show you that in, it will be more and more easy to do it okay, with new tools like this one. And now I wanted to show you a concrete example of what linked data can do, can really do what type of features we can implement uh, with linked data. And I will take the example of, uh, of an open data platform. Okay. <clears throat> so the first thing you can do when you have linked data is uh, exporting it as a triples. Okay, so it's an obvious feature. Okay. A second uh, feature that is really interesting is the query, query the link data. So the query language in linked data is a little particular because it uses triple pattern. And triple patterns are like, um, are really close to natural language. Okay? So it's really easy to explain to the query engine what you really want to extract from the data. Okay? So like, here I have an example of, uh, of query, okay? And I can ask him to get all Roman emperors, for example, for the, for the, the set. I want all Roman emperors born in a specific city, okay? And uh, with rain began after a certain year. Okay. And I will retrieve the results in, uh, in, uh, in triples. Another feature that show the discoverability of linked data are uh, semantic filters. So semantic filter uh, is able to filter data set on a catalog of data set, but not by using keywords or, uh, or um, string inside a title or using metadatas, but filter by what really contains the data. Okay, and filter using vocabularies. So for example, here we can ask to the platform to show only data sets that contain the concept of place. So you will get all data sets that contain cities, country, departments, region, etc. But you can also filter by a specific concept like city or region. And you can do the same thing with properties. So it means relation between resources. So for example, you will be able to show only data sets 
that uh, contain the age of a person or uh, the price of an object, for example. And the last feature is really important in uh, linked data. It's called federated query engine. But uh, to explain you what, what does that mean, uh, I will take the example of, uh, of someone who wants to enrich its own data sets. Okay? So imagine you have a data set with a list of plants. Okay? You have just the name of plants in your data set, so it's just a list of strings. And what you want is to add a picture of each plant. Okay? So you don't have this information in your data set, but you know that Wikipedia has this information for all plants. He, can, uh, he have information about the species. He have, uh, uh, for example, pictures of plants. Okay? So what you can do when you use linked data is uh, execute a federated query. So a federated query is just a query that will be executed on multiple linked data datasets. Okay. So here, okay, I can ask for the query engine to take the plants from Open Datasoft, so from the first dataset that contains only plants, okay. take these plants and send them to DBpedia, and then retrieve all the pictures of this plant. And it can extract the information and combine both results. Okay. So this is a federated query. And this is possible because linked data uh, improves interoperability between data. So I show... Uh, concrete examples of what can do linked data, but uh, we can imagine a lot more of features. And when a platform uses uh, linked data, it can, be, it can become smarter and smarter. So we can imagine a platform that is able to uh, suggest automatically new combination of data sets. So for example, if a data set contains country it can automatically search for information about country on other data sets of the platform and, probe and suggest to the user to add some column inside the data set. Okay. It can generate relevant data visualization because now the, the platform understands the meaning of the data. So by looking at the vocabulary, it can suggest new data visualizations that are relevant for humans. And to improve discoverability of data sets in the platform, it can uh, automatically generate metadata for the data set. So for example, it can be a little bit long to, to fill all metadata in, in a data set. For example, a description of each column, a keyword of the data set, a description of the data set, etc. And this can be... Uh, generated automatically using the vocabularies of, of the data set. So I hope I, I convinced you that uh, linked data is important when you, you want to publish 
data on the on the web and uh, and thank you for your for your attention and uh, maybe I can if you have some question about link data or, or sorry, I'm just the, the mic so, you should yeah. Housekeeping that I probably should have done at the beginning. Um, just because we are streaming, um, if you have a question, I'm going to give you the mic. It won't amplify your voice, but it will mean that um, it's recorded for posterity and people can hear it. So I'm going to give you the mic. Okay, thank you. Um, could you possibly just explain again that your pure description of linked data and how does data become linked? So how the data become links? Okay, so when you semantize, when you semantize data set, okay, you use vocabularies to describe the data, okay, and vocabularies are available on the web. So by using vocabulary that already exists, then you will use the same vocabularies as other data sets. And by using the same vocabularies than other data sets, you will be linked by the vocabularies. But the, in linked data, there are other links too. So for example, if you uh, describe the, the same resources than another data set on the linked open data cloud, you will be linked too. So for example, here we have DBpedia, so Wikipedia, have information about London too. Okay. So you will have link, a link between our London and the London of Wikipedia. And it can be transitive. So if uh, there is another link data and you are only linked with DBpedia, if DBpedia is linked with another linked data set, by transitivity, you will be linked to the other data set. Yeah. So can I just give you an example? Perhaps you can explain that because in, um, I operate in the business-to-business -business environment where things like the names of big companies changes all the time or everybody has a slightly different version of HSBC, you know, this HSBC something else, or you know JP Morgan Chase, yeah. JP, and yeah. So you understand the problem. <laughs> okay. So in uh, the linked data, yeah. uh, resources are not identified by the by a name. Okay, they are identified by uh, a URI, a URL. Okay. Right. So even if the name of a company or the name of anything change, mm -hmm. it will still use the same URL, okay? So it will have no incidence on the, on the link between resources. So in your, so in your city example then, yeah. is there a URL for London? Yeah. Okay. I hide a URL because it can be difficult to see it in a, in a graph. Yeah. But uh, this is a URL, okay? Each square is a URL, okay? They, there is just a value that is not a URL, it's just the number 90, but each square is a URL. Did you hear? Yeah. 
so I totally understand that with like HSBC or company name, everything works. But in variable names, most of the time you have misspellings or you have uh, different form and so on. For n it can be variables created in house, but they are they are not on uh, online or something like that specific for the given company. Then how does it work? Does it work then or? So if you if you have information, but the information in different data sets is not the same, is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah, so basically um, there is a lot of situation when different people um, or different places you can gather data from. And then you have misspells or shortcuts for a given name or something like that you know that these are exactly the same variable, that the variable can be can have missing letters because someone else put it wrong or misspelling or anything like that. Okay. So I'm asking about this. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's clearly a, an open problem in linked data, okay? But there are solutions, like, uh, for example, a confidence score on some data provider maybe you should be uh, more confident about using uh, Wikipedia than, uh, than my data set, okay? And uh, with this kind of information of confidence, you can uh, correct other data sets. So this kind, this kind of mechanism exists in, uh, in linked data. Um, I had a follow-on question from that, actually. So is it possible, kind of in relation to your question, if you have a completely new uh, concept, a completely new item, is there a mechanism in the platform to kind of uh, push that to uh, DBpedia or Wikidata? Yeah. Um, um, are there like big repositories online for these kind of semantic concepts? In linked data, in semantic web linked data, mm. we talk about uh, uh, decentralizing the web. Mm. So pushing your data on a central repository is not uh, a good solution. Uh, it's, it's, I think I meant in, more if you come up with an identifier yeah. that isn't currently in DBpedia. So if you have a brand new concept, yeah. I don't know, like a, a new type of fruit that you've engineered in your lab or something that no one has ever seen before, how can you contribute yeah. that concept okay. to, the, to the... So world? you need to create, create this resource, create this URI, okay? And you also need to create its vocabulary mm -hmm. because it won't exist, okay? And when you created these vocabularies, you should uh, publish your vocabularies online and... Uh, for example, we have, uh, so you, you should publish your data in the linked open data cloud, okay? But about the vocabulary, you should also uh, publish it on this tool, so linked open vocabularies. And linked open vocabularies is uh, a search engine of vocabularies, okay? So you can push your new vocabularies in it and other people that may 
uh, encounter this uh, fruit, this mm -hmm. new fruit, will use your vocabulary to describe them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, more questions? For linked data to work, data sets have to be have to have a structure first. In in terms of maybe not column, well, columns and rows, but like something that is not unstructured data, but structured data in order to be linked. And my understanding is that the majority of the data available right now is not structured. Therefore, this seems like it, it will be, it will happen potentially in the future. But I was wondering if it's something that could accelerate those unstructured data sets nowadays to become semantic and not just go through the traditional process of first structuring it and then semantic. Yeah, so uh, the chatbot I showed uh, before use structured data, but I know that there are some projects uh, that want to semantize unstructured data, like, uh, for example, PDF text, PDF files, okay? And, uh, and it's, it's possible. It's, it's, uh, it's working. For example, uh, I know that there are uh, a newspaper that use this technique okay, to retrieve facts from a specific resource, like uh, some people get elected at uh, this date, etc. And they can retrieve this information as triples, as RDF without uh, uh, going through uh, uh, column-oriented data sets. So it's, it's possible, yeah. Um, so follow-up question, sorry about that. Um, so even if you deal with unstructured data coming from multiple sources, yeah, in your data pipeline, is it possible to connect the tool into something else or how, how the data pipeline actually looks like for this. So is it like self that you are just downloading CSV files and you are, have visualization on the um, tool or can we connect this to databases or anything else that can actually provide multiple sources of data? Yeah. Mm, for you, you, you talk about the chatbot, if we uh, can yeah, connect so <laughs> this one. Uh, yeah, so to work with this in, uh, in, in organization, what I, um, you have different, as I said, you have different sources coming in. Yeah. And uh, you have, uh, even if we deal with structured data, you need to connect this to database or anything. So my question is, do you download the specific CSV structured data into the tool or you have the data pipeline that is actually connected this, or how does it work inside? So for, for the moment, this tool is uh, implemented to, sorry, to, get, to, get, uh, to get information, to get um, uh, data on the Open Datasoft platform. Okay, so it's a specific format. Mm -hmm. It's a JSON, it's a JSON data set. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it can be extended to, to get uh, other types of data sets. It's, uh, it's not complicated, I think, to, to, to do that. Um, and it can do it live. You don't, uh, here, during the semantization process, I do not download all the data. I can download w just one part 
of the data and create the schema, so the vocabularies and columns. I don't need to download all the data to semantize it. my position as chair um, so um, just having a look on your website I and sort of having some discussions earlier I saw that some of the applications are in um, city and urban data and I was wondering if you could tell, talk to us a little bit more about that about how your tools are helping um, sort of public city administrations to uh, link up their data sets essentially and make them more usable. Okay, so for, for the moment it's a brand new tool, so uh, we are not hot off the press. Still <laughs> using it on the on the platform. Okay, okay, we are we are trying to to use it. It's a beta version, mm -hmm. so we send it to to some users mm -hmm. to try mm -hmm. it, but uh, we don't have uh, a lot of uh, we don't. Uh, have recorded enough data yes, to, yeah. to, to answer this question, yeah. I think. Do you anticipate, um, do you anticipate that um, throwing up some new challenges? So one of the things that uh, interests me about uh, the semantization process, I don't know if that's the right vocabulary, uh, no pun intended, um, is that it's a shared picture of the world. Um, and that different people have different pictures of the world. So have you encountered any of that in your kind of journey so far, sending it to different users where they're using standard vocabularies and they're going, that isn't how I sort of link these concepts or you know, trying to apply it to their own data sets and, not, and really not seeing the links there? Have you encountered that at all. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same problem when people are generating visualization mm. because you can create uh, any facts mm. using visualization like graphs or... Mm. So yeah, yes, it's, it's a real problem in linked data yeah. mm. because you describe the meaning of the data so you, you can describe what you want mm. on the data. But uh, yes, sometimes some... some um, data sets could be uh, mis-semantized. Yeah, uh, it happened, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's the same problem. We can, I think we can uh, put confidence score mm -hmm. on data sets, on data provider, and maybe uh, correct others, mm -hmm. uh, others data set with that. Mm -hmm. Can be a solution. Sorry, just kind of related to that um, challenge about the uh, different way people would uh, categorise or, or, or um, label concepts. Um, is this a growing area in terms of the data sources? Um, you know, how big is this getting? And it is, do you have any information about how fast uh, the open data sort of world is growing? versus people not wanting to put their data out for everyone to use. Um, because that's a concept I find difficult. I understand it, but I can see at some point it, it either going away, pe everybody will share everything, 
or it will kind of retrench and people go, hang on a minute, this is actually quite valuable. Why am I putting this out there for other people to use when I've spent, you know, five years making it fabulous? So I, I can only talk about linked open data cloud yeah. because it's my, it's my subject, but linked open data cloud is uh, growing um, linearly, okay? It should be uh, growing exponentially, so it's it's not normal. Okay, but uh, I think the main problem is um, the difficulty to to semantize data because it's a real problem for some data pro producers. Okay, and uh, the other problem, the other problem is that. Uh, um, main parts of the linked open data cloud is also generated by uh, researchers, for example, or experts in that domain. So it's not, uh, we, should, we should have a lot of other data providers, data producers, and it should, with easy to use tools and, uh, and new tools in this domain, I think we should we will make this linked open data cloud bigger. So I can but probably speak a bit more to open data in general, because that's obviously a huge part, that's kind of why we're here as an institute. Um, the focus up until now has been on public sector data quite a bit, because there's the principle of it's public sector data, it's been made with public money, it can help in terms of things like transparency. But here at the Open Data Institute, we're really interested in um, the fact that open data can really drive innovation and this concept of open innovation. So the idea that um, not just the public sector but also private companies stand a lot to gain from putting their data out there because innovation can happen in ways now that are more part of an innovation ecosystem as opposed to a traditional R&D chain. So if you put your data out there, there can be lots of benefits um, like uh, that it if there's mistakes in it, other people will correct it. Um, it becomes much more of a collaborative effort to maintain. So we've, we've got a couple of projects, actually, kind of shameless plug, um, where we, we have done stuff up until now with the public sector and helping um, people within the public sector understand the business case around opening up their data. So what is the actual purpose and the value coming from it and what are the costs as well, what are the things you need to consider? Um, and at the moment, we've just started a project on private sector business cases where we'll be thinking about um, value and costs and risks from a private sector perspective. So uh, watch this space. We're doing lots of work to answer that question. Okay, thank you. Oh. Twitter questions. Ah, Twitter questions. Awesome. Um, so Ed Forrest on Twitter asks... Um, what does Benjamin see as the most exciting implementation of this today? He's just come across it and is checking out Open Data Bristol near where he lives, which is also near where I'm from, which is quite nice. But yeah, I wondered if, if you had an answer to that. The, the most exciting uh, implementation of this today, of linked data. So you, you talk about implementation of the... I think of linked data in general. I oh, okay. Guess. Okay. Um, I think the most 
I, I heard I can talk about a project, for example, mm -hmm. I've seen in uh, using for linked linked open data. It was a project I saw in a, in a conference in Semantic Web, and uh, they talk about uh, fake news, for example, and how to use uh, linked open data to to uh, detect fake news and to correct this. So I think linked data could be used Ooh. for this kind of of uh, of problem. Uh, I think, yeah, it's uh, and it's this kind of project are, are working. Yeah. Cool, great, thank you. Oh. So we could all have our fake news browser plugins that flag up when uh, a relationship between two resources yeah. isn't quite right. Or, yeah, very exciting. Um, any other questions? And no questions. From, no more questions from Twitter. It's always very exciting when we get a Twitter question because then we know we're not just weirdly talking into this microphone for no reason. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think all that leaves me to just uh, thank Benjamin for his really, really interesting talk. Um, so thank you. Um, and again, another shameless plug, Open Datasoft are actually ODI members. So if you are interested in joining our network of members, then um, come, come and chat to us. So yeah, thanks so much for coming. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute. <laughs>